Welcome to Sustainably Influenced, the podcast, hosted by me, Bianca Foley. And me, Charlotte Williams. In this podcast, we explore our efforts to making changes to our lifestyle as influencers, to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle, and hope that we can encourage you to make one small change. This isn't just a podcast for influencers. We want this to be a community of people who are trying to do their bit, where we can learn from one another and share our tips. So join in the conversation over on our Instagram, at Sustainably Influenced. Welcome back to Sustainably Influenced. Today we are going to be doing a catch-up episode, which we're really excited for, because I feel like we haven't done one in forever. So yeah, in a long time. This is going to be quite a fun one. Um, so if we think about episodes, if we go back in time, episodes that we have um, had guests on. So let's start with Besma. So she came on about yes. five, six episodes ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, five, six weeks ago now. Can't believe it was that long. Yeah, I know. That was, was a really, really great chat. Yeah. It was a good, informative chat. And I love Besma's energy when it comes to talking about this topic. Yeah. is so invested and knows her stuff and just wants to shout about it. And I just, yeah. I love, I, lo- I really, really love how she is. She's very passionate, but in an endearing way. Because sometimes yeah. people talk about subjects like sustainability and like ethical living, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it can come across quite preachy, which we've mm-hmm. said um, in the past. But she does it in a way that's just like direct to the point. Why aren't you doing this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it provokes you to look at yourself in a different way. And it makes you think about what you're doing. So that's really nice. Um, yeah, I just, I, I was really impressed with her and what she came on and spoke about and her values and just her story and getting to know her a little bit more because Besma, if for those of you that don't know, Besma was on our first ever sustainably influenced event back last summer. So 2019, was it June we did that? And she was one of our panellists and our, I guess, our resident ethical lady. <laughs> So she was talking about everything, but it was good to get her back and share our journey up until now and know that she was there at the start. So it really, I think that was really great for us. Um, what was the challenge that she set us? Oh, that's it. It was the, um, the fashion revolution pay up and who made my clothes, yeah. which we did. And we signed the petition and I did a story on it. Um, not a story. I did an IGTV on it, which I think is on my, my. Yeah, I think it's on your channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, if anybody hasn't seen that, just have a look at at Bianca F Foley and look at my IGTV um videos, and you'll see my fashion revolution post. So we've done that, and we signed the petition. So that's a big tick for us. Ooh, look at us, winners! <laughs> we're getting so much better at doing these now. Yeah. <laughs> we're things that we're gone. I'm saying it's quite difficult to. I just want to put a disclaimer, right? So I always say, run it, like having a podcast is actually really easy. But what I mean is, the recording of the podcast is actually really easy. Like yeah. to have a podcast, it's it's not hard. You just like figure out how you're going to record it. And then you can edit it on your computer, like super simple. But then all the stuff that goes around it is actually really difficult because of time. <laughs> yeah. Trying to organize people, do the content, get, it's just like doing the interviews, doing the research and the prep. If it was just a random chat every week, I think it would be all right. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I think it's just getting a lot easier because I'm finding that 
a lot of the challenges are things that we're trying to incorporate into our lives anyway. Yeah. So it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Who did we have up next? Next, we had Jazz from Face. I love their masks so much. Yeah. I, I really liked that chat because I love yeah. it. Yeah, Jazz is so, so lovely. And I have to say, my skin is just loving it. Yeah. I've been the tired mask quite a lot this week because of, <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, my skin's just really, really loving the product. It's a weird product because I think I'm a, like, this is like, we're not being paid for this, guys. I just want to say, I'm, I think I'm addicted to it and I think I'm abusing the mask. <laughs> they're so easy to use I'm actually I need to speak to her and see if this is okay but there have been days where because I'm not wearing makeup I wear makeup once a week at the moment which is the day I do a live so it's normally on a Thursday and um I'll put I'll wash like if, if it's not that day I'll wash my face and I'll put the mask on and then I'll literally leave the mask so I'll probably put period on during the day or maybe um no I'll probably put tired on during the day and then I'll wash my face in the evening and then I'll put period on and I'll sleep in period. And then <laughs> sometimes I mix them up just to make sure that I'm not like using the same ones over and over again. But there seems to always be a face, face mask on my face. Oh yeah, 100%. I think at least five days out of a week, I'm using one of her masks and they're, they're just lovely. I just don't know if it's okay, but it does say I don't have one. Oh, I normally have one on my desk, but... Same. I, I literally just looked around and I was like, nope, don't have it today. Have um, they, it does say that you can use it as a moisturiser. So maybe yeah. a moisturiser or a primer like under makeup or something. But yeah, I find that period probably is the nicest one to kind of just leave on my face. I find that tired, I can flake it a little bit sometimes. Yeah. I can lift it, but and sweaty just soaks in very nicely. I've finally started using that one. I haven't used sweaty as much, which is strange. Uh, yeah. I haven't used it as much. I think because I'm not working out. <laughs> I was just about to say, I haven't worked out in two weeks. <laughs> Probably why. <laughs> Today I'm definitely working out. I need yeah, to. Well, I did work out yesterday. I felt really good about that. Called you like, yeah, yeah I'm really ready. Um, so. uh, what was the challenge that Jazz? Uh, Jazz's challenge was to look. Yeah, actually, I did this one to look at your packaging from products in your bathroom or mm-hmm. yeah, your like beauty products. Um, so I had a look and I'm quite pleased generally because I, I did it mainly on my, I did it on my hair care products. Um, and I'm going to do a little video on this. I'll, I'll actually do it this weekend because I've got, I've, I've written it all down. So I might as well just do it. But, um, so a couple of the products I couldn't find whether or not like what they were made out of. And I tried to look on their website and it didn't say, which I find really worrying um, mm. One of my products, for example, Diziac, which is a um, hair care brand, they do shampoo and conditioner. So there's a recycle like logo on their packaging, but it doesn't tell me where their packaging, mm. like what their packaging is made out of. Mm. And I checked on the website and there's nothing there. So I'm actually going to, I kind of know the founder, so I'm just going to message her and just be like, hey, what's the packaging made out of? Um, one that was really good was oh does yuck I still has water in it in my hand but um, one that was really good was Buclem and I've known this actually because I used to work with them but um their bottles or yeah bottles tubes are made from sugarcane bioplastic 
um, which I think is brilliant which is sick like they're so um like environmentally focused and I love that um so I just made, made a note from one of their sto- their posts that they did on Instagram so sugarcane is a renewable source fossil fuels fossil fuels aren't so normal plastics made from fossil fuels and um the sugarcane bioplastic generates fewer co2 emissions which is cool um so they're all about sustainable curl care which i'm really into yeah and then another one um another brand that i use their products and really like is big hair and their packaging i also used to work with them so i know this but their packaging (laughs) um (laughs) i've worked with every hair care brand um is made from hdp plastic which is i believe recycled plastic so um because it's recycled it's recycled but it's also recyclable so again keeping plastic out if you put it in the right box keeping plastic out of the landfill um and then the other ones i looked at i have yeah diziac orbe flora and curl but i just couldn't find um yeah i just couldn't find anything about their packaging so i'm going to do some research today and then i can talk about it tomorrow and then one brand that i did really like that i don't really use that much but jim and henry their packaging is made from glass so i assume that's just really great (laughs) um i've got a jim and henry one of the travel ones and that's plastic so i wonder what that yeah like the small the small oil oh yeah lasts forever i feel like it's never ever i have that as well actually um, sample it doesn't say anything on there yeah it doesn't say any it doesn't have any info on it that's good well done you for doing that do my beauty and skincare so I'm going to do that I've just made a note to do that tomorrow um the next episode we had was an us one but it wasn't a catch-up it was a fashion revolution one that we did yeah that was a good one um, <laughs> We're so that's, that's, that was a great that episode. was a great episode <laughs> <It was> fantastic <laughs> <laughs> the fashion revolution transparency index episode that we did where we discussed what was going on that weekend good think how the entire ethical community was up in arms over H&M being um, named the most transparent yeah, yeah. but oh, again no, I was gonna say as we keep saying transparency doesn't make you ethical exactly and then after that episode we were then cross messaging and we saw some like H&M basically owns that index and yeah. was like yeah we're the most tra- what did, they, what did they say transparent? We're the most sustainable. Yeah. I think they said we're the most sustainable. Okay, yeah. We're the most sustainable brand in the world. And Fashion Revolution was like, eek, that's not what we meant. Um, but it just shows that sustainability in general is just misunderstood, even from the marketing teams of the big brands. So they assumed that this index was like the be all and end all. They assumed that without reading properly, because the index only referenced like what, 250 brands? Yeah. So they assumed that it was like, you know, all the brands and H&M were, you know, the best. But actually there are loads and loads of brands that are doing way better in terms of transparency, but they just weren't referenced. And also transparency, as you just said, does not mean sustainability. So it was a really, I really enjoyed that whole situation, oops, um, that whole situation because it's just really triggered this whole like 
hypocrisy within this sustainability um, movement conversation that exists because I'm just like we we started this being like okay cool we want to be more sustainable thinking we want to be better people and all of this stuff and now it's just like what the hell is everyone talking about we don't understand and if we don't understand and we're literally living it then how is the general public everyday joe blogs gonna understand it's so it's so so true there's there's just no i like definitive facts (laughs) and there's no there's no straight definition of what it means or there's no rule book on how to be properly sustainable so yeah it's just opinions yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. sorry my dog's just started getting angry because she can hear somebody barking outside oh trying to calm her down as we're sitting here and then the other one's snoring really <laughs> oh, but um the next episode that we had was uh with faith in nature yeah from yeah which was a really another really nice chat and hannah was super informative new. i think we were surprised at that yes. because we generally try to get the founders of brands on the um podcast and then um we went um hannah you know we reached out to hannah and she came on and we were just a bit like oh, okay cool sometimes marketing teams don't necessarily have the same passion as you know founders but she just went for it and I was really really impressed yeah she she and I like that kind of like her mindset is that she wanted to work for a company that aligned with her own yeah and her own values and that to me when you believe in what you're doing you do it with passion as if it was your own brand, even if you are just working for somebody else. So it's, I just think it was, it was a great episode. We've had great feedback on it. And I think she spoke very, very honestly, which was lovely as well. And mm. spoke about the brand in a way that not everybody would speak about a brand. I think they'd, they'd give you all the glossy bits. Yeah. It's really honest, but she wasn't, she was just, she was just really great. <laughs> she was really great. She, kind of encompass what the brand was about because of yeah. that on honesty and transparency yeah definitely so and the challenge yeah us was to reuse our plastic items mm-hmm. this is something that i'm planning on i've got one of their five liter refillable um shampoos and when that's done i'm gonna cut the top off because i've been looking on pinterest at how to make little planters and stuff yeah and- follow me then you'll see that I've started growing my own lettuce yeah so you're on this journey which I like came out of nowhere and I'm absolutely loving it she's <laughs> making her own candles she's got lettuce growing in the garden she's cutting things up and making little god knows what. I'm into it I'm into it we were discussing it off um before offline that I was saying I was like yeah I'm gonna make some beeswax wraps yeah I was like I've got the beeswax pellets I may as well so I'm going to attempt that next, I think. I'm going to do that as well, actually. If you tell me how to do it, then I'm going to do it. I don't mind being the guinea pig for that one, but I'm going to start, I think I'm going to use my five litre. I think I'm going to turn it on its side and... Oh, yeah. Turn it on its side. No, I think there was something I saw where if you cut across the top where the handle and the, the spout part is and then invert that inwards and push it down inside the container a bit so that it kind of... Is halfway in it yeah mud uh water in the bottom bit 
so that it kind of almost irrigates itself and then you put the mud on top and then you can plant your stuff yeah. it's quite um i'm gonna give that a go and i'm gonna create a little herb garden because i like using fresh stuff and i'm very good at mm. things that are growing around me and i miss <laughs> my one thing that I, i'm kind of hating in lockdown is not being able to go into my mum's back garden and just basically pick all of the tomatoes because <laughs> she has about 20 tomato plants and she grows beetroot and spring onions and all sorts oh, of stuff. I want to go out in the garden and just collect all of the nice stuff to use and make nice, fresh summer, summery food. So I'm going to do that with my five litre container when I finish that. But uh, so when are you finishing a five litre container of shampoo? Just putting it out there. Shampoo, the shampoo will probably, I'm going to be honest with you. I also use it in the hand wash. Oh, okay. Yeah. As hand wash as well. Cause I thought to myself, it's like, it's still soap, it's still detergent. <laughs> so I've been refilling my hand wash container with it and the shampoo container. I was like, everybody's going to smell the same until it's <laughs> <laughs> well because it's natural. So I imagine, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I have used it with, um, I've run out of the tea tree shampoo that I use on the dog. So I'm going to use this next, then it's bath day today. So oh, fun. Yeah, I'll tell you if, if their hair is super shiny and fluffy and if they look fluffy. <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah, I'm 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 very big on having a product that works for multiple uses. Multi use, yeah. Yeah, I don't like to just use one thing for what it says on there. Like, what's the point? Especially something like a shampoo, that can be used across for all sorts of things. And sometimes with natural shampoos, I've used them for like hand washing as well. Certain fabrics. Oh, interesting. No, I won't use a lot, just enough to soap up the water if I want a certain smell. Yeah. So I use it more for scent rather than for the detergent aspect. On that, actually, back to washing. Oh, my God. Uh, we're always talking again. about our washing. <laughs> so I have an eco egg, which I got yeah. over Christmas last year, um, present to myself. And I bloody love it. And I've been using it since then, since December. But um, basically, an eco egg is this, like, plastic, like egg-shaped thing that you put in these like wash pellets soap nuts soap nuts <laughs> wash pellets <laughs> and then you um pop it in your uh, washing machine and then basically it washes your clothes and yeah, yeah. you use it instead of washing detergent mm-hmm. and it works re- like it works really well I'm a big fan but you still have to use um fabric softener to make your clothes smell nice and um it washes but it doesn't like smell of anything so it you can use it for up to 720 washes, which is insane. Um, so it should last you like two to three years. And um, also, if you have to replace the soap nuts. And it's um, like, each time you replace them, it's 70 washes. So I'm not sure how many washes we've done, but I realised yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I haven't replaced the, the nuts. So I was like, oh, I might replace them. And then... I also realised that when I got it, I was going to, so this is really long-winded, but when I got it, I was going to also look into natural um, ways of making fabric softener rather than um, buying, like, my comfort, of which mm-hmm. I really, I have the, the white one and I really like the smell. So I was like, oh, yesterday I looked at the fabric softener and we've probably got enough for two washes and I actually have one wash left to do, which is my towels. So long story short... Today, I'm going to look into how to make a natural fabric softener. Um, oh. We've discussed this before. So Noelle said about using essential oils. 
Um, yeah. But I want to see if there's other ways that other things you can use also for softener. Because I was thinking for the towels specifically, I'd want yeah. something that softens them up. So that's on my notes for today to do because um, once I get like throw that um, fabric softener into recycling, I don't want to buy another one. So that's that. I was just thinking about that because I, I was thinking there's a way to do it where you boil the soap nuts and use the liquid yeah, no, no, not doing any of that your stuff. detergent <laughs> rather than a fabric softener yeah no I do I want like a like a smell a scent yeah you know yeah well I, I the best way is to add essential oils to it like I said to you before my uh, when I was living at home my mum would swap and change between laundry detergents and using the the soap nut things and I liked them because I always thought that my clothes smelt weird like it didn't have a smell and I think that mindset of you're so used to something smelling a certain way yeah that was the issue so I was I needed to get away from that but um yeah (laughs) so now I know I'm gonna start putting I'm gonna order some and put some essential oils in it because I am bang on bang into my essential oils and stuff. Yeah, you are. I love it. As I'm making candles and stuff. Um, so I've got loads and loads, so I'm gonna do that. And I on the essential oils, I posted something this week from a company called Proverb. So they make a skin and gym sanitizer. This isn't a plug, I just wanted oh, to Oh yeah, I saw that. It's actually really nice. It's a, a hand sanitizer that um, is refillable. And mm. I believe that the bottle's made of recycled plastic as well. Ooh. But it's completely packed with like really, really nice um, essential oil. So the smells really nice. It doesn't have that horrible hand sanitizer. just smells like booze, doesn't it? Like Yeah, gross. There's some, there's some that we used to use in my office when everything kicked off that I was like, oh, somebody's got the cheap vodka out again. Like <laughs> horrible smell. But this has got in it uh geranium lavender eucalyptus peppermint citronelle or citronelle is that citronella i love citronella geranial and limp and a citrus um citrus oils in it so i'm going to try and replicate this and make a spray after when it's done nice because the smell i've just yeah amazing anyway we digress love that (laughs) um I will, yeah, I, I, I would definitely give that a go. I'm going to try and make my own laundry detergent next as well and see how it comes out if, because I need to get away from using what we're using. But it's just about, it's about getting the other people in the house to be down with it. <laughs> I do most of the washing. So I think I always say to my partner, if you, like, I don't really cook. I actually, I do cook. I just despise cooking. Um, which is hilarious because during lockdown, I've basically found out that all of my friends are professional bakers or, you know, (laughs) five-star chefs. And I don't know how I never knew this before. Whereas I've been making the minimum amount of food because I hate being in the kitchen, but I do love cleaning and I, which is weird. And I do love um, like laundry and just like as much as I'm not good at it, I love making things clean. Um, And I always say to Amelia, like, if you're going to do it yourself, then you can be involved. But if this is my task, then Leave me I, I'm in charge. I and I don't tell you what to do in the kitchen, so don't tell me what to do with the rest of the house. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's my note there. So at first he was like, "Oh, okay, what's that about?" Now he bloody loves it. He's like, "This is the best thing ever." So I think 
yeah you have to like slowly get people in I think when I switch over to the essential oils it's gonna be a bit like oh what's this about when he smells it hopefully and it smells nice I pray um so that's that right next episode was Emma Slade which which I loved I I sat here when we recorded that and I just took notes on notes on notes from her she is a wealth of knowledge I can't and she's just so lovely she's kind of hashtag goals for like the 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 area that we're in big deal (laughs) I can't I've gone silent because I was just like last week's episode hit me in such a way it was just brilliant because it was just an all-round conversation it was literally us getting to know her and all of the amazing work that she's done and it's funny I'm just listening to the end of How to Break Up with Fast Fashion and Lauren Bravo has just started talking about her and I was like, speaking to her too, she's really cool. (laughs) She's really nice. I need to, um, are you listening to, oh, listening to her. I'm going to download it on Kindle, I think. uh, It was, I think it was easier for me to get the audio book. I'm not really a listener. I find it really difficult. I think it's my whole... I need to see the words. I've got a weird thing with reading. I don't know. What it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, last week's episode was brilliant. Um, there was a lot that we brought up that was um, quite deep almost. We were yeah. with it. Really, really great. And I won't rehash the whole episode. Let's just talk about the whole episode. <laughs> but um, we did touch on the quarantine quilt. Mm which is another one of Emma's amazing initiatives, trying to bring people together at this horrible time for us all to kind of do something creative, put down your phone and use what you've got around you to create something beautiful and meaningful and representative of your time, I guess, in isolation. So we are both taking part in this and Charlotte's made a decision of, as to what she's going to do and hers is going to look great. And I'm still here thinking... Well- if I'm gonna look these together hopefully they make a design (laughs) (laughs) I have all the tools ready to go because I picked them up from my nan's house last week and I have the box waiting thing I actually genuinely am gonna do it this weekend I'm so excited I had to work all of last weekend so this is my first weekend off for a couple of weeks and I'm really excited to just do things I want to do so I'm Mm. gonna sit and watch Wondry Hill I've actually got tomorrow planned I'm gonna sit and watch Wondry Hill and make make your patch so I've I'm going to draw in pencil what I want to do today and then send a picture to my nan or to my granddad to show my nan and then see if she thinks it's okay and then um, go from there. But I'm not very good at sewing. This is just generally a fact for me. But I want to embroider the patch. So it's going to be quite difficult. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm thinking I will maybe start mine tomorrow. But I want to find, it's really annoying, all of my stuff, like all my sewing stuff is at my mum's house and all I've got is like a little travel sewing kit here. Yeah. So it makes it a bit difficult, but. My nan said, if you're going to use normal thread, that if you, this might be an offline conversation, but if you wrap, um, if you use the like eight pieces of thread, yeah. um, like do that, we're on yeah. video, by the way, so um, then that should be like the size of a silk thread. Okay cool cool so i like the tip i like the tip. top tip 
So we're gonna, so if anybody who's listening wants to take part, um, they can look at Quarantine Quilt on Instagram, can't they? Yeah, I think it's quarantine underscore quilt. Quilt, yeah. And you can take part, you just need to make a patch representing your time in isolation. And yeah, it's just, it's just a nice, wholesome activity. Yeah, it is quarantine underscore quilt. I just wanted to go on and double check. But it says on here, make a patch for our quilt, building kinship together through isolation. You can also donate to Women's Aid and the Trussell Trust and I believe Fashion Revolution through this as well, which is brilliant. So it's nice to do something nice at a time. I guess the last couple of bits that we're going to talk about, because we've kind of had a good chat today and a good recap, kind of what did we want to raise? We want to kind of talk about sustainability yeah. accessibility and yeah off of the back of basically i think it's come off of the back of the fashion revolution episode yeah we wanted to talk about how it's it's so difficult to talk about i think still because sustainability isn't available to everyone and charlotte did a live with sustain mag where you spoke mm. about accessibility and um guess just is is it attainable to everyone so do you want to maybe yeah do you know what? I need to check if um they saved it as an IGTV because I'd, if they did I'll, I'll reshare it on our channel but um in my humble opinion I don't see sustainability as something that is for everyone and it actually makes me really sad um when we look at Instagram accounts and all the people that are just really pushing the movement they don't really look like us generally yeah Emma um and Aja they don't really look like you know our family members there's a real class divide there's a real um like physical divide like size sizing I just think the way we see sustainability is the way that it's marketed and it it's uh, I don't I don't want to be this person but it's yeah there's a certain type of person that we see that is like the figurehead of sustainability yeah and it's actually quite sad because it's really like exclusive and it's something that naturally should be inclusive because it's about embracing the our world our planet and us as humans so I find it quite difficult and when it comes to the marketing that all goes through because if you think about if these are the people that are able to access so the people who are able to access sustainability or sustainable products are generally you know have a certain type of income they have you know they have a yeah. certain wealth um they can fit into clothing that you know is probably less than a size 16 because a lot of sustainable brands don't go higher than a 14 a 14 yeah 16 was even pushing it um there are a few 16 to 18 um brands out like brands that do cater to sizes 16 to 18 but again very few so it's quite difficult um and so there's that's that's one issue because a lot of people look at it and they think you know what it's not for me I'm not rich I don't look like that you know I can't fit into their clothes um and I'm not the target audience so that's one side and then the other side is how um fast fashion is marketed yeah and how it is actually really inclusive and really easy yeah 
because it's taken time sorry it's yeah. taken a bit of time to become yeah so it hasn't always been but, but nowadays now. like pretty little thing fashion over they all have plus size ranges and they work with a whole bunch of influencers and celebrities that fit into those categories and it is really inclusive at this point um yeah. and it's affordable and you know it's easy and it really upsets me to see that these brands that are pushing for a better world haven't like had a like a flick in their marketing minds yeah. to be like Do you know what maybe we should try and make things a little bit easier to digest and maybe we should make ourselves seem more accessible so that people will jump on board because even I don't even I don't even like shopping with most of the sustainable brands because yeah. they're too expensive I go on their websites and I don't see people that Sometimes it's not even to do with look like me because it's not so much how they look. It's just their style. A lot of these brands, they're just like for middle-class mums. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm not a Hampstead yummy mummy. I don't want to go on your website and buy your 90 pounds. Yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> Yoga pants. It, it's that aspect of making it so that people want to change and if you make it more affordable in the sense that everyone can buy it and make it available and that availability aspect is the other issue for me, then people will start to change their shopping habits. Yeah. The likes of Pretty Little Thing, Boohoo, Primark, all of these brands can sell a dress for £3.50 because I think that is the cheapest dress on 50 or 375 is like one of the cheapest items on Pretty Little Thing. Like a dress you can wear out tomorrow if you pay $1.99 for next day delivery. That's the thing. I'm like, the hell? Um, But it's like if if they changed it so that it was more affordable, it doesn't have to be the same price, but just make it more so that people, when they're shopping, they'll say, do you know what? I don't need 20 of these £3.50 items if I invest in one good piece that's 40 pounds that's 50 pounds rather than the hundreds that i'm seeing in most things yeah. we've discussed this before why is every loungewear brand that i'm seeing 140 pound for a pair of tracksuit bottoms that's so I'm, annoying or for a sweatshirt i'm not just it's because i'm not being funny but the amount of times i'll wear it and wash it it's not going to last me if i'm buying a tracksuit that's going to cost 200 and something pounds yeah. for the full set I will have to wash that tracksuit two to three times a week because I will wear it. <laughs> I will get my cost for work. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I will have, maybe, let's say I'll wash it once a week, but I'm still washing it once a week. Yeah. So compared to if it was like a dress that I would wear less and wash less, you're living in these clo- pieces of clothing, so you have to wash them more. So they're not going to last as long. So yeah. the cost per wear, um, you know, is there, but will it you know, last the test of time with, with your washing machine? Maybe yeah. not. Also, I just want to make a sorry, just make a little point because I just said, um, "Oh, that makes me want to gag for that pricing," and it's not to do with the fact that it costs two pounds seventy five for a dress. I just want to make that really clear because I will happily go to a charity shop and pay two pounds seventy five for a dress. It's the fact that it costs two pounds seventy five for a dress to to be for you to buy and then you have to think about the person that made that dress how much are they being paid if that garment is only two pounds 75 that's what the gag was for 
because yeah. sometimes people when it comes to this topic people are like oh you know you've got to be rich to you know be sustainable and you know you only want to buy high-end items no I, I actually love buying things that are bargain no one loves a bargain more than I do but <laughs> there's a price behind the bargain yeah so there's, there's always you know buying a bargain from a second yeah, there's a repercussion there's repercussions and there's there's other people not getting paid at the back part of it. It's the journey of that one item of clothing. It's the people and uh, the farmers. It's the fabric workers. It's um, the garment workers and things like that. It's there's a whole chain before it ends up in your wardrobe. And for me, I understand there will always be a premium brand because people like to own premium things. Mm-hmm. It's how we are in the West. You, they're seen as special items, but there also needs to be more affordable, ethically made, sustainably, or sustainably made, ethically sourced products. And that's where I'm at, because I think to myself, there's nothing wrong. They're, like you said, the cost of the dress isn't the issue. It's everything behind it. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted us to kind of raise that and talk about it because it did provoke a lot of, interesting conversations and a lot of people messaged us and wanted to discuss it a little bit further and didn't really understand the implications attached to buying that three pound t-shirt from Primark yeah so yeah we got to discuss that a little bit but um um yeah I mean I'm pretty much I'm happy with it (laughs) we've ended on a rant though I don't want to I don't want it to be negative Okay, so there, there was one more thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and that's a bit of like eco anxiety. Oh God, that bring it up to positive. <laughs> Go on, <then>. yeah. <laughs> no, but in terms of like, it, I've seen a lot of people really trying to stay as sustainable as they can. And somebody I saw yesterday posted a really lovely post on Instagram, and she did have a throwaway cup, like. <laughs> normal disposable cup and she was by the beach and she held it up and she said you know what I try my best to be as sustainable as I can but right now I went into a I went into a local coffee shop to support a local store they won't allow you to bring in your reusable cups for fear of contamination oh god yeah they're only using disposable and she said it just calmed something in me because we keep trying so hard and eco-anxiety is real but right now we're in a time where do your best. Don't pressure yourself. Don't guilt yourself into anything because all you can, you can only do what you can at the moment. So yeah, I just, it's something that is, it's been bothering me because I keep thinking to myself, oh, I should be getting this. And then I, like I said the other day to you, I was like, I had to get, I ordered some of that wax, but I couldn't find any local businesses that were selling it. So mm. I had to order it from Amazon and I felt really bad ordering it from Amazon yeah it wasn't even on next day delivery there was no prime involved it's taken about two weeks to get here but it was the only place I could find it so I kind of reading that kind of solidified that that feeling for me and just took away that sense of that that anxiety and that guilt that's attached to that's actually interesting um what is COVID-19 doing to the you know sustainability because something I struggled with is that I always buy my well not always but as of you know the last few months 
have been buying my dog food and all of my dog um, related accessories and stuff um, from my local pet shop. And I've got a really nice relationship with the man that owns it now. And I love it. I told you about it before. I love going in there. And um, they closed like literally day one of lockdown. They were shut up, gone. Mm. And they are, I would say that they are an essential business yeah. dog food but they decided to close up store and I think it's because the store is so small that they would have found it difficult to um put together like put social distancing in practice but um I went on their website went on their Facebook to see if I could like buy from them and they didn't they weren't open and then none of my local pet shops apart from like pets at home um are open were open I was just like what so I ended up buying my dog food from Amazon which for me was quite a big deal because I don't have an Amazon Prime account anymore. I get my my boyfriend does, but I don't. And um, I'm trying to boycott it, but now, you know, I'm using it much more. Again, I feel bad for it, but I'm buying stuff that I kind of need. Like I had to buy like dog nail clippers because I've never cut my dog's nails before um, because we normally go to the groomers and I don't ever want to. I've tried it once and he didn't like it. <laughs> we're, still, we're still not there, but um, <laughs> it's, Exactly. That's all, yeah, I won't do it. <laughs> but, um, little things like that. I ha- I've had to buy like actual necessity stuff because he can't have, he can't not have food. He can't yeah. not have his nails cut because they'll go too long and he'll be in pain. There's like so many different things. I'm just, I felt really guilty buying them, but then I didn't have another, a local option. So I was just a bit like, well, there we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my point there. But, but I wanted to end actually. I've got a, I've got a challenge. We haven't discussed this. I've got a challenge. Oh, not well. You're already doing it, but for the for the audience, for the listeners. So I was thinking, um, you're really into this whole DIY stuff right now, yeah. and you've always have been, but you have more time to do it now. Yeah. And a lot of us have more free time to do things. So I think now is a really good time to kind of reset and think about our like our practices and what we take want to take into the future obviously when lockdown comes to an end or eases up things won't go back to normal and I kind of don't want them to go back to normal to be completely honest and if we can set like a new norm within lockdown that would be a really amazing thing so for example I'm trying to be more mindful I'm trying to work less (laughs) and I'm trying (laughs) to exercise and practice a more healthy and balanced lifestyle which I actually think you're saying no, but I actually think I'm doing like last yeah. week I was really busy, but I generally, I'm really imbalanced. So I think lockdown for me has been quite nice to kind of recognize that and shift. Yeah. But something that I want to do is also like take account of like my lifestyle. Um, things that also things that I'm, I used to be quite a big drinker and I don't actually see anything wrong with that, but I've cut down on my, alcohol in consumption um over lockdown which has helped my skin for example and like little things that I've noticed so I just want to look around the house and see things that I can kind of switch up and do that I can then set a kind of precedent for the future so this is how it's done because I have yeah. time to set it up now so yeah. the challenge I will set to you all is to um, think about what you want to change in your lifestyle for the better and set it up now so that when we leave lockdown, 
it becomes a norm for you. I love that. That's really, really nice. That's really, really nice. Definitely. Woo. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit and do it as well, because there have been things that I've thought to myself and I've said, do I really need this going forward? Do I need to include this in my life? So, yeah. And I think that that is a lovely, positive note for us to end on. Yay! Because I feel like this is quite long, but I enjoyed it. (laughs) Okay, in the spirit of normal things, you can find us on at, at Sustainably Influenced on Instagram. And if you've got any questions or if there's anything you want to discuss, feel free to just leave a comment on any of our posts or to send us a DM and we will get back to you. But for now, peace out. Peace out.